Welcome to the Hope Elam Podcast. We are a diverse church in the heart of Des Moines, seeking to bring God's kingdom as we live more like Jesus. We hope that what you're about to hear points you to Jesus Christ. Know that we're praying for you and look forward to connecting with you soon. What a pleasure to be here with you this morning and have the opportunity to bring the word of God. Amen. Amen. I have to tell you, as I look within the body of Christ and see all God's sons and daughters here to hear the word of God as we are working through it, right? We are reading it, we are learning it, and we are wanting to live it. Amen. 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 If you have not met me, I'm Minister Bonnie, and uh, I am so glad to be able to be a part of this church, a part of this uh, staff, to be able to serve you. So I just want to share with you, you know, this week has been full of blessings, amen? Yeah. It's also been full of trials. There have been days that I have been so encouraged, but then I turn the corner and Disappointment is waiting for me. The joy of the Lord, Larry, the joy of the Lord is my strength. But can I tell you that there are days where I want to just give up? Is anybody with me? God has shown himself mighty as prayers have gone forth. And guess what? He has answered them. And we rejoice in the win, right? We love to win when God answers yay and amen. But then there are hours faced with loss. I'm so glad that we have a living word that speaks to us and tells us the truth so that we can fight the lie of the enemy who is always whispering in our ear, telling us, give up, quit, throw in the towel, telling us that we are not going to make it through the storm, telling us that we are not going to make it to the other side. You know, as we read the living, breathing word of God and we learn to apply it for ourselves, we, we learn to live it by faith, we know that without a doubt, we know that we experience God for ourselves. And can I tell you this? The Word of God says to us today, in this life, there will be many sorrows, trials, and tribulations. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. I'm so grateful for the worship team as they definitely set the atmosphere for us to be able to receive the power of the Word of God. We're going to let God take center stage. He is the only one that deserves the glory. He is the only one that deserves our praise. Amen? He is the only one that deserves to have the spotlight 
shined on him. Let us pray. Father, whatever we may be going through in our tribulation, in our persecution, in our afflictions, no matter what we have to go through in this world, as long as you get the glory from this, in our weakness, in our brokenness, in our times of crushing, on the mountaintop and in the valley low, Father, you are in control. We will stay steadfast. We will stay true as long as you get the glory from this. All of our good days and on our bad days, we will say, let your will be done. Please get the glory from this. Speak, Holy Spirit, for your children are listening. Amen. So we are continuing on the sermon series, Connecting the Dots from the Book of Matthew. And today we are going to hear about what it means to be great in the kingdom of God. We are going to hear about servant leadership. <laughs> servant leadership. I want to say to my brother Julian, I want to say to Pastor Brown, Pastor John has had to leave and go take care of family, but I want to say to all of you, I want to thank you so much for the sermons that have laid the foundation in the last couple of weeks for us to be able to receive what God has for us. And what have we learned in the last couple of weeks? That what God desires more than anything is our heart. And why does he want our heart? Because if he gets access to our heart, he can save us. God can free us up. He can clean us up from the evil of sin and darkness, setting us free to love him and to bring him glory. And can I tell you this? I'm just going to say it. If you are not born again, you are not serving the light. The word of God says that if the world still has your heart, if you have not repented and come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, you are not able to love him the way that he loves you and you aren't able to serve him and bring him glory. Don't shoot the messenger. You know, I love, uh, Pastor Brown said this, and, and, and Julian said this, and I, I just love it. When he has our hearts, okay, he gets our attitudes. I know nobody in here has an attitude, right? We don't have attitudes in here, but he, he gets our attitude. He, he gets our agendas. He gets our time. He gets our resources. He gets our hands and our feet. Everybody, let's do a little finger hand. Hands, yeah, and feet. Yeah. Why does he want our hands and our feet? Because that is what he uses to serve others. This message is about us serving others as Jesus Christ serves us. You know, in our text in Matthew 20, 25 through 28, Jesus has brought the disciples together in the midst of their arguing. I know that, you know, no leadership in here, you know, no ministries in here argue about, you know, who, who's going to be first and who's in control. 
But here's the thing. They were arguing about who was going to be the greatest in the kingdom that Jesus was going to rule. They wanted to sit on his left. They wanted to sit on his right. They were arguing about who was going to be first. Because after all, all of the personal sacrifices that the disciples had, had made for Jesus and, and to follow him, so surely they would be found at the front of the line. Right? Surely it was okay for them to expect, hey, 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 I'm, I'm the disciple of Jesus. Don't you know me? Don't you recognize me? Come on now, I got, I got authority. I, I got a position of power. So Jesus calls them together to, Brother Robert, set them straight. To squash the argument about who would be unero numo number one. He turns their understanding of who will be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven literally upside down. And this is what he says. You know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people. And officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, but among us, it will be different. Who wants to be a leader among you? Well, then you must be a servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be a slave. Another word for everyone's servant. For even the Son of Man came not to be served but to serve, and he gave his life as a ransom for many. He gave his life as a ransom for you. You know, I could only imagine, sis, can you, wouldn't you have just loved to have been in the upper room and only imagine what the disciples must have been feeling when they arrived at that truth? That the primary qualification for greatness where Jesus is going to be king is not celebrity ship, but servanthood. What? Oh, forget that. No, 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 no. Don't you see me? Who doesn't want to be looked at as the big cheese? The superstar. <laughs> who doesn't want to be looked at as the major leaguer who has the VIP status wherever they go? I know nobody in this house ever wants to be feeling like they're the VIP, the major leaguer, the big cheese, the superstar. Hmm. The world sees having a position of power and authority to ultimately be used to benefit oneself. People serving you, making sure that, that you have, right, the best seat in the house, that I'm first in line, acknowledging who? You. But Jesus comes along and he says, listen, the greatest blessing that follows who steps out in faith and does the opposite of the, the world is doing to go counter-cultural, and serve people with no thought to themselves or to their own needs. The return comes when God blesses you for blessing others. Anybody in the house want to be blessed? Oh, we could do better than that. 
than be prepared to serve. Hmm. The first thing that I want to talk to you about is a leader must be a servant. So what is serving? If we're telling folks that you you need to become a servant, then we need to understand what it is to serve. Amen? So let's take a look. A willingness to humble oneself and act on behalf of the benefit and well-being of someone other than yourself. Would you please look to the left, then look to the right for me? That's the other than yourself. Humility is valuing others above yourselves, not looking to the interest, not looking to your own interest, but to the interest of others. You know, when we live in a world that cares absolutely nothing about humility, the world tells us it's all about pride. It's all about me, myself, and I. That's kind of fun. Me, myself, and I. Humility is necessary when serving others because here's the thing. Who in this room can save yourself? No amount of good works, no amount of being in a certain position will place you in right standing with a just and holy and a righteous God. We have to understand when those opportunities come to serve that when we are looking at ministering to the lost and looking at ministering to those that are in darkness, those that are still not where they should be, those that are dirty and and filthy, immersed in their own sin, that only God can rescue them. Guess what? You have to know that. Because if you don't, if we operate in pride, what I'm really doing is if I come alongside one of you, you know what I'm going to end up doing? I'm going to walk away. (laughs) Look at what I did. Man, I'm so good. No, when we walk in humility, when we help people, when we come alongside and serve them, we want to point them to Jesus Christ. God saved you. God cleaned you up. God is healing you. God is the one that rescued you. So we've got to make sure that we are walking in humility, right? Amen. I don't know about you, but when he rescued me, boy, he picked me up. He picked me up. He turned me around. He placed my feet on solid ground. Not me, myself, and I. God. Do you know when you become a servant? Can I share with you when you become a servant? When you begin serving others. I'm a servant. Are are you serving others? How we learn to serve the way that Christ served us is while we were where we're at, God's got us. And so we begin to serve. And in that attitude of serving, guess what? It's followed up by an action that causes us to come alongside someone other than ourselves. Why? For the purpose of assisting them to improve and better their situation. Is that not what God did for us? Let's take a look at this scripture. God saved you. Who? God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. 
Salvation is not a reward for the good things that we have done. So none of us can boast. For we are God's masterpiece. Woo! I, I like that. Let's do that. Can we do that? I want you to say with me on three, we are God's masterpiece. You ready? One, two, three. We are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. He has taken us out of the darkness and brought us into the marvelous light. Why? Why? So that we can do the good things, the good works that he's planned for us long ago. Brother Robert, what are the good works? The good works are us coming alongside those that are in need. The good works is serving others. Hmm. We are saved by God's grace. So why does it seem that so few laborers desire to do his work? Hmm. Why do so many believers choose to to not serve, uh, putting themselves in a position of being blessed versus being a blessing. Why are we focusing or limiting or hindering the servant spirit that is the mark of the disciple of Jesus Christ? That is the mark that sets the children apart from the world. The world is not interested in elevating Christ. The world is not interested in serving God or living for him. So our servanthood, right, the mark of wanting to serve others is because we don't belong to the world anymore. So let's talk about it. Can we talk about it? Sis, can I talk about it? Let's talk about it. Next slide. The capacity and the willingness to lead and serve others is directly connected to our freedom that we have in Christ Jesus. Minister Bonnie, what are you talking about? Well, let's look at the scripture, right? It's not coming from me. It's coming from the word of God, right? We're going to read it. Say it. Read it. Learn it. Live it. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. For you were called to be free. For you, for you the believer, for you the born again, for you God's child, for you the disciple, for you were called to be free. Brothers and sisters, only don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but to serve one another through love. I'm going to put it in a phrase. You ready for this? We were saved to serve. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. Yeah, yeah, I did. I was saved to serve. You were saved to serve. And here's the thing. To be a servant who's fired up, okay, to serve for his glory, then you need to be one who experiences God for yourself, freedom for yourself. How can you give me something that you don't have for yourself? If I'm not free, then I don't want you to be free. Ever heard the phrase, misery loves company? Have you all ever had a conversation with a friend or family member and you're all excited about something that has been awesome in your life and they're not joyful for you? 
those who are in bondage do not recognize when... <laughs> Come on! Jesus Christ wants to set us free, and here's what he's done for us. When he went to the cross, he freed us from the eternal jail cell that we were in because of our sinful nature, our sinful nature that you are born with. There's, there's no one righteous, no, not one. All of us are condemned to die both physically and spiritually. But what Jesus Christ did was when he went to the cross, what he did was he said this. He said, listen, I posted your bail. Woo! Yeah. I posted your bail. You no longer are condemned to the place of hell. He took your punishment. He took my punishment and he posted it so that we can be free. Let's look at the scripture. He made him, God made Jesus, who personally knew nothing of sin to be a sin offering for us so that through union with him, we might come into right standing with God. Jesus Christ says, no one can come to the Father but by me. You want to be free? Know Jesus. Hmm. Our capacity, our willingness, the fire to serve others, because it's connected to our freedom, what you need to understand is that Satan has absolutely no interest in you being free. So, so, so you've got God who wants you to be free, and you've got an enemy who has no desire to, for you to be free, and they are warring over you. Do you all know, you feel the chair that you're sitting on? You feel the pew that you're sitting on? The Word of God tells us that there is a spiritual war going on in the heavenlies over your soul. And it is as real as the chair that you are sitting on. God created us for relationship. He created us because he loves us. He created us because he wants us to, to, to resonate his glory. He wants to walk with you and talk with you and, and call you his own. We have got to learn to recognize. That's why the church wants us to get into the word of God. Because we have got to, when he's whispering, shut up. Shut, shut it. How are we going to shut those thoughts and those, those, those lies and those stories that are coming against the word of God to keep us in bondage? we got to know the truth. And the truth, oh, we can do better, right? And the truth, and when we're free, the freer you are, the greater desire that you're going to want to serve others. Dr. Tony Evans, an author and a teacher, he says it like this. I love this. <laughs> Hear this. When Jesus posted your bail, you recognize that you've been set free because you could have been eternally incarcerated for all eternity. 
So community service ought not to be an issue. When you're set free, do you know what happens? You wake up in the morning. It's not that you don't have good days. It's not that you don't have bad days. It's not that you're not going through a struggle. But you wake up and you say, this is the day that the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. And you get out of the house and you be, hey, hey, who can I serve? Who can I serve? Because God is serving me. You're free. So you begin to look for those opportunities. And you know what happens? You come over here, Brandon, and, and, and you say, hey, how can I help you? And then you help that person. And now that person feels better because you've come alongside them like Christ has come alongside. And then those two, and then you guys are over here. And then you're like, well, wait a minute. Who can we help serve? And it just keeps building and building until this. Yes. I'm telling the truth, sis. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. As a born-again, blood-bought sinner, do you want to see this church grow? Yes. Oh, that, well, that was pretty strong. Let, let me ask one more time. I want to hear it with some confidence. So, so do you want to see this church grow? Yes. Then serve. Ah. <laughs> to the capacity that we are willing to serve is to the capacity that God is going to grow this do you want to know why? Because he loves those so much that walk through the door that he doesn't want them to walk through the door and not be loved and not be served and not be taken care of and, and brought from wherever they're at, wherever they're at, and we're pulling, come with me, come with me. I'm free. You come with me. God wants his children to be free. You want this church to grow? serve. Hmm. I was really convicted this week as I was preparing this message. <laughs> I was preparing the message and it seemed like every single time that I would want to sit down and get any of the work done for the message, um, I would get a call, hey, hey, Bonnie, uh, there's somebody at the hospital that, that needs to be shown love. Would you, would you go to the hospital? The next time I would go to sit down, hey, Bonnie, uh, there's people down here and, and they need some food because they're homeless. Hey, 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 Bonnie, uh, you know, can you do this and, and can you serve? And it was serving opportunity after serving opportunity after serving opportunity. Please don't tell me that God does not have a sense of humor, but yet that he knows what we need. Because can I, can, can I just be totally transparent? God, don't you know who I am? I'm Minister Bonnie. I, I got to prepare the word. Don't you, don't you know who, who I am? <laughs> and I think that the, the better question was, is that what God was saying is, uh, I sure do. Do you know who? I want you to read this quote with me from one of the folks from here in church, and you want to talk about being convicted to the core. 
and I knew that, that God had me right where he wanted me when I saw this. And I want to share it with you. Read it with me. Not out loud. Just read it with me. This is what he said. I love to serve. I believe when people get a true revelation of what Christ has done for them, they cannot help but fall in love with him and desire to follow him. Jesus was a servant leader. Jesus was a servant leader. And he is my ultimate example. My attitude needed to be checked this week. When I sat and thought about all of the opportunities and privilege that God has given me, not only to serve my family, but to serve my community and my church family. And I tell you what, I did something that I, I it's very difficult, um, but I watched The Passion of the Christ. And if you have not seen that movie and you, you want to be reminded of what Jesus Christ has done for you, watch the passion of the Christ. He reminded me within that the magnitude of Jesus' sacrifice for me as a servant leader. Amen? If you're saved, you're called to serve. I watched and had to endure that movie the hatred that he endured from those that he had fed and healed and loved. The betrayal that he endured from his own disciples. The mental anguish as he watched his mother endure what no parent should ever have to endure. The indescribable pain and suffering that Jesus Christ took that was dispensed from hands that knew absolutely no mercy. He carried the weight of my punishment and my sin, your punishment and your sin. He carried it to the cross. And can I tell you, we justly deserve the punishment. But what Jesus Christ said is he said, listen, he said, I'm going to step in. And he said, I'm going to free you all up. I'm going to take the penalty and punishment that you so rightly deserve so that you can be free to serve. For Jesus Christ said, I did not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. Let's look at this slide. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. We are now no longer a part of the darkness, but we are a part of the marvelous light. He has given us the task of reconciling people who are still in darkness. For God was in Christ. He reconciled the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. We are Christ's ambassadors. Who's an ambassador of Christ? God is making his appeal through you. He's making his appeal through me. 
We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Don't stay in the darkness. Don't continue to listen to the lies that the devil is telling you that you are not worthy of his love, that you are not worthy of his blessings, that you are not worthy to be a part of the kingdom of God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ Amen. Let me just say this. Let us be the church that's known for a house full of servants. Serving one another. You want the church to grow? Do we want the church to grow? (laughs) Who wants to be great in the kingdom of heaven? Serve. Who wants God to open up the storehouse of his blessings and pour you out a blessing that you couldn't possibly, come on, says, come on, and pour you out a blessing that you can't even possibly think or imagine? Serve. In John 13, the Savior of the world exhibited that he was the greatest servant of all time. The story is familiar to many. When the disciples booked the upper room for the Passover feast, they forgot to secure the servant that would wash the feet of the disciples and of Christ because it was a custom to do so. Now, it will shock you. I know that it will shock you to hear that once again, (laughs) they were arguing. What? Well, I'm not going to do it. Well, I'm sure not going to do it. Are you going to do it? No, I want to sit down. I want to sit down at the king's table and be ready to eat all of this marvelous food. You do it. No, 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 bruh. You do it. So when Jesus saw this, it gave him an opportunity to show us and to teach us that there is no servant greater than the master. He took a basin of water. He got the disciples to sit down and he washed their feet. And as he washed their feet, this is what he said. Will you love others as I have loved you? Will you do that for me? Amen. As the worship team comes to lead us in worship, I want you to ask yourself this question. As Christ's ambassador, am I making his appeal through me as I serve others? Are people crying out, I want to come back to God because of how you serve them? What is the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart about how you can serve not only your family, not only the community, but right here? Amen? Let us surrender ourselves to him because did Jesus not surrender it all for us?
Thanks so much for joining us. To find out more about Hope Elam, follow us on Instagram at hope.elam or visit our website at hope.elam.org.